Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show and all the other shows we've been doing, you got to give us that five-star review. As always, we talk judging and MMA, so head on over to abcboxing.com, read the scoring criteria. I should do that one of these days, read the scoring criteria. Yeah, it's a good good thing to read. It's a good read. Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, wait. <laughs> How you doing, Dan? Uh, not good. Not good? No. Why? Well, the Yankees just got walked off. By the time you're listening to this, maybe I'll be happy, but as of current recording, I'm not happy. Yeah, we're recording this in, in the hours following UFC uh, Vegas as opposed to a day later, as we often do. Uh, we just had the little time to do it, but, you know. Dan's a little sad. Yeah, I can't dwell on that right now because I'll just be very grumpy. Um, That's true. We should get onto this fight card. That's true. You do get grumpy sometimes. Let's talk about something that will get you out of your grumps. Well, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Alexa Grasso got the win over Viviani Arujo. Unanimous decision. 249-46 is in a 50-45. Closer fight, though, than, than I think the score. This is, this is one of those fights. It's a, It can be a 50-45, which every single round is is very close except probably round two round two probably wasn't that close. i think round two so, there was there was um, enough of a stamp put on yeah. it. yeah so but other than that yeah 50 45 where you're winning uh the rounds by a uh small margin right so this so, really this should have been scored a split decision right <laughs> yeah that's how that's how it's supposed to work yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's what, <laughs> what should have happened is all the judges should have gotten together and been like all right one of us is going to score it the other way, but the other two are still going to score yeah, it for the winner. That's definitely what that's, they should have done. That's how judging works. <laughs> Don't look it up. That's just how it works. <laughs> but um, I guess the question off of this is really there wasn't a whole lot of impact off of anything from this card. This was kind of just... Uh, this was just a card. Like, I mean, as, as they call it on co-main event, just some fights. Just some fights, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what it was, except for this one. There was, there was definitely some impact here because Grasso getting the win... It's, you know, it's a bigger spot. It was number five versus number six in the UFC's uh, own rankings. And since most of the women ahead of her have already gotten their shot and failed to get the belt from Valentina Shevchenko, that does put Grasso in the position. So the question I ask you, sir, is did Alexa Grasso earn the next title shot at 125 pounds? I think it all depends on next week if right. if if fioro goes out and beats chikagin i think she's next uh if she loses then i think you go grasso so what if well we can we I mean, we can get to this later but ah screw it let's do it now what if caitlin chikagin goes out there in abu dhabi and just like beats the brakes off of Manon fioro or yeah, half for your maybe, uh, yeah, then i I'm guess, she, say I guess that time. that's a wrench that uh is thrown in maybe that maybe that's something I'm not even thinking of maybe if she just wins maybe they think it it's her to get the the immediate uh shot there because I I guess the question is too did Alexa Grasso impress you in I thought this she fight? looked you good so? okay yeah I did what a good fight okay that's it's that is the relevant question too because obviously yeah. you know a, a fight like this which was closer than the score but nonetheless still lopsided on the scores and very clear win I think on the whole I think we. I think most of us come away from this fight thinking that she had the better performance overall too. So regardless mm. of what the scores were, the right woman probably won. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you know, it's it's definitely a good win, and it's a good win over a good opponent. But yeah, I almost feel like there's probably more juice in the other one. Possibly, yeah. The one, I mean, the one th- next week is. Yeah, that mean. one. That one 
determined is basically the next title shot, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it, you need two these two fights, one down, mm-hmm. and then the other one will be the the final determination. Right. right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, unfortunately, there would have been another very impactful fight, also at 125 pounds, but uh, on the other side of the gender spectrum. But we lost it on Friday because Askar Askarov couldn't make the weight, wasn't about a catch weight, so they just didn't do the fight. That's just so strange. <laughs> With Brandon Royval. So strange. Why the guy who missed weight would be the one to turn down a catch weight. The only thing I can assume is it was health related, like he was unwell from the weight cut and it was determined it might not be in his best interest to move forward, period. It's like the only thing that makes any sense to me, but I don't know. I guess that remains to be seen as far as I I understand it at, at current. I uh, also, I mean, according to Brandon Royval, there was an offer to have this fight like a month down the road from now, and that was also turned down from Maskarov. <laughs> Um, so according to Brandon Royval, he now takes Askarov's ranking and will be seeing Pantoja sometime soon. You know, at this point, I think that's probably so, a good matchup anyway, so why not? Yeah, why not? You know, I, I believe they, <laughs> they have met already, if I understand I, right. I, yeah, um, but I do think Royval should have got his bonus for this fight. You do, anyway, huh? Yeah. Interesting. What, yeah. what would you call that if he got the bonus? Um, a Twitter spanking bonus? What? I thought he did good on Twitter. I thought you were just going to call it bonus for Royval. Yeah, bonus for Royval yeah. for his Twitter spanking. Mm. How do you feel about the nickname Raw Dog? Um, does he come out to uh, ODB? I don't know. I think Actually, I don't know. If I want to say he does, but yeah, he I'm, should. I mean, yeah, if he does, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I wouldn't mind him rematching any of the guys he lost to in the UFC, either either Pantoja or Moreno. Listen, it's just going to be a fun fight. This kid comes to fight every single time. He has no idea how to, you know, fight a uh, paced fight. It's just balls to the wall the whole way. Raw dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was disappointed in it. And honestly, it it really sucked a lot of the interest out of this card. Look, this wasn't a very deep card to begin with. So for this to lose what I think was probably the people's main event did did a lot of harm to the level of interest in this card. Not just me, but I think a lot of people. Which is unfortunate because there were some mm. there were some solid fights. Yeah, there, there were. were. Um, and and that's always the case. Like you you're always gonna get good fights. Like you could watch the lowest level regional promotion, right? Mm-hmm. You still can get some fun fights out of it. It's it doesn't. That's not the problem. The problem is to get you to turn it on to begin with, or or to like care about the result in so much mm. as like, hey, why do we want something to come out of this? Like if, we, if we're searching for greater meaning in the world, you know. Yeah. And by that, I mean something to have to do with, like, something that means something down the road for, like, you know, champions and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. There's not even, so, like, there weren't even, like, big I mean, rivalries in you this fight. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't, like, you know, heat with the, a lot of these fights either. No, I mean, you got Jonathan Martinez in his biggest competition shining. Absolutely, I mean, so, for sure. And, and, and look, everyone likes Cub Swanson. You know, he's, he's, him. And the main event were pretty much the only two reasons you could have gotten yeah. me caring if I didn't already okay. cover the sport, you know? And would it have been enough if I don't have to cover the sport? Gee, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't <laughs> I know. I did notice, and maybe it's been this way for a while, but I just, I did notice that media has a nice setup in the Apex, it appears. Do they? I, I wasn't paying that close I attention, know, I and I've never been, so. Like, like Stadium Road, like Stadium Seating Rows, mm-hmm. it, it appeared, it, it felt they had a good... Good setup there. I don't know if it's always been like that, but this is the first I've noticed it. I just I did catch Steve O sitting in the 
I believe he was in the media section. Steve-O was my first, like, concert. He's a... Wait. I saw Steve-O... I'm confused now. Like, I I called a concert because the person that opened for him was an actual band. Okay. But then he just went on stage and did his jackass stunts. So it's a performance. It's a performance, yeah, but I mean... Technically, con- concert, concert would be music. Yeah, but it was music because because the opening act was music was an actual band. Mm. So I technically considered that my first concert. Yeah, but I what was if, sixteen. But it what if someone of... goes out there and performs like a musical number or two before you go see you know like a stand up comedian? Which one did you see? A concert or did you see a stand up uh, show, like a comedy show? I don't I don't know. I guess I guess it would be a stand up. Yeah. I like think. I told you, I saw DJ Premier opened up for Tom Segura. So I kind of went. Did to, you tell me that already? Because I didn't. I, I did tell I've you. I've stricken that. it from yeah. my memory, and I'm, I'm yeah. now all of a sudden really Which psyched was, about it again. That was it. Was pretty awesome. So that I guess I got awesome. a little bit of a con- concert slash stand up. All right. Yeah. I would actually, I would call that more of a concert because I would. I, I'm thinking <laughs> See, more. Of, well, well, it's it's more about my preference of who okay. I saw. Okay. <laughs> it's like oh, because I saw a DJ Premier concert, and then after that, there was a comedian. <laughs> 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 that's, that's just perspective, I guess, right? All right, enough, enough of that, though. We got to get back to this. We got we got six rounds to do, not too many. Wasn't a whole lot of fights. There was 11 fights, but largely not in, not uneventful, but you know, we, we'll, we'll get to it, right? Let's just get yeah. into it. Uh, we'll do the two rounds that we're actually going to be talking about in the main event, Grasso and Araujo, rounds three and four. They were majority for Grasso in each case, but one judge in each of the rounds was the uh, the out judge. So let's go over those rounds, sir. Starting with round three. Yeah. What happens in round three? Round three, they pretty much stand in front of each other and just slug it out. Uh, very close round. I think the impact from Grasso is a bit bit higher, uh, especially with the kicks to the head and to the legs. Uh, I think the final 15 seconds, Grasso lands a solid combo, and that's what really seals it for me in that last 15 seconds. Otherwise, it's, it's quite close. Yeah, was, uh, throughout that entire round. I don't have a ton to add. Uh, it, it really a lot of these rounds are kind of similar is the thing mm-hmm. too. Like you the way you described it was almost similar to the way you could describe any of round 1, 4 or 5 even. Yeah, in a they, lot of ways. They just really kind of the same exchange happens over and over a, and over. A lot a lot of is very similar. And it wasn't Let me ask you, were, were you enjoying the fight did, did, was it a good time I, enjoy, I enjoyed it enough where i wasn't i wasn't bored you wasn't you weren't bored i understand i, I understand that. i wasn't booing ready to throw beer into the ring was it was it it feels like this was like the most middle of the road fight it i, I guess you can in a say lot of ways, that. it was an like average just, fight it was an it was like an entirely average fight yeah yeah it wasn't bad it wasn't good like it, you would you definitely wouldn't call this a good fight you definitely wouldn't call this uh like an awful fight you would you probably wouldn't have started booing but it, you'd be like come on something, I mean I something think, something really happened the, round 2 was like the only time anything happened well I think I think a lot of times when they landed with shots I think there were shots that would make say ooh while you're watching mm. coming from both sides so in that respect I I think it was pretty decent so. all right fair enough fair enough but anyway to get back to it yeah I I also have round 3 um for Grasso the same as Mike Bell and Sal D'Amato. So Junichiro Camillo is the lone judge who saw it for our Ujo. We didn't go with uh, with that, but close, very close. Mm-hmm. I thought round one was super close too, but we didn't. That was yeah, not split. It, it wasn't split. Nope. No. 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 We're only going to talk about the splits. So yeah, let's go to <laughs> round four. Uh, again, a really close round, and again, like we mentioned, they're standing in front of each other, slugging it out. 
Grasso's fighting really well off her back foot. She's countering, uh, landed some big punches. Araujo's landed some big shots of her own. And she actually started mixing in some kicks this round. In round three, she didn't really have much kicks uh, or much of a diverse attack. It was, it was mostly punching. Um, I just think Grasso, again, landed a little better. It's a very close round. 10-9 Grasso. I thought it was actually just on, in general, impressive that Grasso was the better striker here because I, I would have thought at the least if it was a very extended just kickboxing match or mm-hmm. largely boxing too the way it kind of was I would have thought that would have favored pretty heavily Araujo and that was not the case so I, I'm definitely impressed with Grasso there yeah I, I think in that respect yeah I th- when Grasso landed I, more noticeably I thought her bigger lands were I mean uh, a couple times Araujo was getting pressed back uh she was the one pressing forward, but when she got hit, she she would back up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really where I'm in for Grasso. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have much more to add. I'm I'm also on Grasso for this round too. But uh, it was it was judges Bell and Camillo who were in the majority here. Judge D'Amato was the out judge side for Araujo. Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, didn't go that way. That, and this was the fight too. And I observed this afterward too. I I tweeted out about it. And I said you know. A fight like this in particular with all these close rounds, I feel like it really, you just have to put a lot of trust in the judge's cage side in yeah. determining the impact off of these strikes because it just doesn't come across as well on television. Yeah, cage side perspective can be completely different. And sure enough, they, they ended up seeing, I had 50-45, Judge Bell had a 50-45, you had, you had the same as me. So. Yeah, yeah, we all had, we all had the same as Bell. Um, so it felt good, but I was also thinking, and I think you kind of agreed, like realistically, if if the cards came back and they said, oh, Viana Araujo won, I'd been like, well, I didn't have that at all, but I get it. Right, but, I mean, even when they scored 249-46s, Araujo was like, that could be me. And for sure. <laughs> she she <laughs> certainly didn't think she was losing that fight, yeah. though. <laughs> I mean, well, she was also, her corner also told her she was definitely up, too. Yeah. Which, uh, why are we doing that? See, you uh, know, look, I, I can understand it to some degree, because I was thinking about this during, even during the fight, when I heard them saying that, I was, I, it, kind of caught my ear and i was thinking but in in some ways it makes sense right because you want to make sure your fighter is confident in what they're doing and what she was doing wasn't not working you know what i mean right yeah i, I get what you're saying like i'm, I'm double yeah. negative in here but like she she wasn't doing anything that couldn't work but it just wasn't quite enough especially in round one round two obviously that for them to tell her that she won that round two was probably not <laughs> great because she definitely lost the round, and it was. I thought she was having a good first part of the round too. Yeah, I think she was she, on top. I think she, she, she lost she... that round. We're, we're we're talking about round two for some reason yeah. right now. Right, that was my fault. But <laughs> yeah, she got the takedown. She was on top, but she just didn't really do anything all that effective from there. But and even then, before that, I thought she was winning on the feet. And then, but yeah, but after the back standing again, it, it's Grasso. Of course, yeah. She she absolutely so. takes it back. Like you, know, you want to talk stealing the round? That's stealing the round. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, but yeah, it's not really whole more to say about this fight, right? No, we talked about it. We'll probably never think about it again. Yeah, Grasso might be fighting for a belt next. She might. Who, Who knows? knows? But we probably still won't think about this fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's go on to a, a a split decision here, though. This this obviously we're we're talking about a pivotal round that decided the winner, and it was round one in uh, Mana Martinez against Brandon Davis. All twenty nine, twenty eights. And again, it's round one. So what happened here? It, uh, Martinez, he's throwing a lot of kicks to the leg. And, and they're landing. Uh, 
He's landing some good lefts. Davis is also landing some shots. Definitely. Including a low shot. Does get, does get the low blow early. Get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he's definitely put a lot more into his strikes than Martinez is. Um, and the ones he lands seem to be pretty stiff, but it's just not he's not that he's not landing all that often. And I think he's definitely losing a, a, a little bit on the volume here. A little bit more from him, and I think... There's a stronger case for for him to win the round, but he gave you more. He, he got an eye poke in. Oh, he did. No, he got eye poked. Oh, wait. Davis got eye poked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, Martinez has the volume. He stings him with some good impactful shots, uh, especially that one that Davis acknowledges. I, I think this is a ten nine Martinez. I think so too. It's very close though. Yeah, and Davis has some solid light kicks uh, mixed in there. Yeah, I think the problem was he was throwing one strike at a time, pretty much. And that, and, and that that can work if you're landing with a lot of impact yeah. and it, and it's getting through right. But mm. if it's not, yeah, maybe it doesn't look so good. Maybe it looks like you're not you're not able to sustain your offense. And I don't know, not yeah. a, not as much effect you know coming also, off of it. That also, way. that big pause in between, it's tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, well, the, the first pause came pretty early, so there really wasn't yeah, the that first much. Pause, it was like twenty seconds in. Right. But then that second one, the second pause was like almost at dead dead halfway through the round. So and it was a decently long pause. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good judge who has much more experience right. than you or I, of course, knows they've, they've been through this before. They mm-hmm. they have ways that they can try to keep it straight. But even at that, it's still it's still a it, it's still a complication. Yes, right. It's not ideal, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, nonetheless, we we have the luxury of skipping head and doing all that stuff. And I don't think it changed anything. I think I think they ended up with the right man here, being Martinez, getting the round and yeah. win. Right. Uh, so it was Mike Bell once again and Tony Weeks. Who saw it for Martinez here? Uh, Judge Camillo had it for Davis. He gave Davis the fight as a result. It wouldn't have been crazy, but mm. yeah, I, I think I think uh, Martinez probably got the win. Yeah, I think I feel good about that one too. And uh, next fight though, we have two rounds, which is unfortunate because when you when you hear the scores, it's just oh, 29-28's all around for Pierre Rodriguez over Sam Hughes, unanimous decision. But no, we have two rounds here, and what that always means in situations like this is one judge was split twice Yeah, from their peers. So let's go over rounds one and three. Start with the first. A uh, very close round. From my view, it seems that Hughes is landing harder, getting better reactions, getting the head to snap back on a couple of her shots. I don't really get that same thing when Rodriguez is landing. She's working the body well. Uh just not getting the reactions uh, of effectiveness, I, I think, that, that I'm looking for. Uh, she does get a takedown, lands a couple good shots uh, as Hughes is getting up. I think that's probably her strongest offense uh, throughout the round. Uh, really close, but uh, 10-9 Hughes for me. No, I went the other way. I went for Rodriguez. I, th- I thought she did land some pretty decent shots uh, mm. in parts of the round, too. Maybe I'm just interpreting the action a little differently than you. That's what I said. Instance. From yeah. my view, that's what... We had the same view. It's a TV screen, dude. It's true, but I'm just saying <laughs> things are different. That's true. That's true. You're 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 more mad about the day than me. What is life? What is life? When why don't why don't we just why why are we even here? I, uh, what's the meaning? What is the, what's the point of this? <laughs> what is I, the point? The point is to educate people who want to learn about judging. I mean, how do you throw that pitch? No, <laughs> I still love that. Oh. Uh. By the way, the the New York Post's back headline for that Yankee game. Would you like to hear? Why the was he even in the game? Do you, Do you want to hear the headline? Yeah, it go. Oh, Schmidt. It was pretty good though. I, you, you, got, you got to give it. I didn't come up with that, but someone on my team came up with that. Yeah, and it was I great. want him off the ALCS roster when we win these next two. Oh, Schmidt. 
All right, get back to the front. Anyway, back on the set. <laughs> so uh, I split from you in that one. I went with the majority for Rodriguez. Judges Mike Bell and Sal D'Amato had it that way as well. You went with the outjudge Adelaide Bird on this one. Yep. For Hughes. I understand it. I understand it. It's a close round. Definitely a close round. And again, round three, it's the same judges are split. This time, it's Bird for Rodriguez and the other two, the majority judges, Bell and D'Amato, have it for Hughes. So how do we get at that point here, Dan, in round three? Yeah, I think Rodriguez definitely starts out uh, pretty solid here. And, and it feels like she may be just cruising to put a stamp on this round. Uh, she has her best success in the first minute. Uh, in the clinch, she's landing solid knees to the body. But as the round goes on, Rodriguez starts slowing down and Hughes is, you know, continuing to land good shots, good combos. And it's really in the last minute. I think it's all Hughes here. She kind of takes over a little bit. Outside of one solid right hand from Rodriguez in pretty much this entire span, I think it's all Hughes. I think she does enough to take the round 10-9. No, I went the other way again. I, I went for Rodriguez here. Um, I... I guess I just wait a little bit more, not just in the beginning. I just thought throughout she actually, and it was close, very, very close, mind you. Um, but I did think she just edged it uh, on the impact. All right. That's really what it comes down to. So you agree with Ms. Bird. This time I'm with uh, with Judge Bird here, and you're with the majority. So I don't think there's anything wrong with any script. The funny thing is, though, again, everybody ended up at 29-28. They got there in different methods, mind you. But you had 29-28 for Hughes, and I had 30-27 for Rodriguez. Just one of those fights. Just one of those fights. Usually when you hear 29-28, I get very excited, and you hold your excitement back. Because I know that yes. there could be something like this. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, because it can happen. It's like almost a relief. I'm like, yes. I know. And then, but that's the thing. I don't want you to get there. I want to I want to save you from like the you know the high and then the yeah. low, you know? You gotta you gotta you gotta save yourself, sir. And it's not because I don't want to talk about these rounds. I just don't wanna You don't want to talk about these I rounds. I mean, I just don't want to relive these. I mean some of these fights are just like eh. No, I get it. Why do it. I, I want to rewatch this? No, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. But there's there are there are some rounds that we'd like to talk yeah. about and there are some rounds that we talk about. Yeah, like you I know. think this this next round might be we dutifully probably, talk about right. This next round might be my most interesting round of well, the well, entire. You round. always want to talk about an eight nine split. Yeah, I love them. You just you're always fascinated by the the pushing of the definition or like mm. trying to yeah. hammer down that eight, what an eight is and what it isn't, uh, and that is in this case in the Dushko Todorovic victory over Jordan Wright got a second round TKO punches and elbows. It really beat yeah. him up there. Um. But he was the one who was uh, absorbing a little punishment in round one. It's actually Wright who got the victory. We just have to determine whether we're, we think it was an eight or a nine. So round one, what do you think? I mean, really slow start to this round. They're just kind of clinching each other. Yeah, after a, a minute, I was I said yeah. to you, I'm like, oh, I could see why we're talking about an eight-nine <laughs> split here. <laughs> I mean, he gets Wright takes him down. And kind of just chills there for, but he's landing a shot here or there. Nothing too crazy, really. Uh, and then it's not until Todorovic starts attacking the legs where he leaves himself vulnerable. And it's right smashing him in the face. My problem is I struggle to find a second D. We, we for sure have good damage. I don't think it's enough to get to the eight on its own. I struggle to find dominance and duration. Uh... Definitely a strong round. Definitely a different round, like we like to say. Mm -hmm. I just don't have a second D, so I'm on 10-9. Yeah, I'm with the 10-9 too. But as I said to you, if you want to tell me this is an 8, yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. 
<laughs> I'm okay with I mean, pushing yeah, it there, it's a, but it's that it doesn't route. seem to meet yeah. what we're what we're typically looking right. for, what judges have typically looked for based on what we've observed. Mm-hmm. Right? It does seem to be more in that nine range. So I also, like you, gave the nine to Wright. Same as judges Tony Weeks and Adelaide Bird. Chris Lee was our dissenting judge who gave the eight. I mean, I I, I get the point that. Todorovic doesn't have much offense, but he is threatening the legs. Sure. Uh, nothing's all that close, but I mean, it's still some offense there. Right. So I, I just needed a second day. I didn't have one. Everyone has one day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very risky show here. Uh, <laughs> finishes here. We're, we're, we're done with our Browns. We're moving on to the finishes. Six on the evening. Four by TKO or KO. Two by submission, and three of these fights ended in the first frame. Which of them was your favorite, sir? Jonathan Martinez, inside leg kick, TKO over Cub Swanson. Don't see a lot of them like that either. Yeah. That was, you know what? It when Cub Swanson got finished against Giga, it was like, oh, I got kicked in the body, and my body shut off. Yeah, I got nothing. There's nothing I can do about this. Like, just seemed bummed out. Like, oh, all right. And then similar thing happened again. Here, he gets kicked in the leg. He rolls over, and he's like. All right, I guess it's over. Like I'm, I got my wits about me, but my leg stopped working, so it's over. Man, how many times is he going to get knocked out so, without actually being like head knocked out, right, head yeah. trauma? Which, granted, if you're gonna be knocked out in combat sports, get knocked out not to the head. Yeah, I would. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, I got. Yeah, so I, I thought. I mean, a great performance all around for for him. So mm. that's my favorite. Surprisingly, not a sub. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I kind of just expected you to pick us up. <laughs> you? I went with uh, the opening fight of the evening, Pete Rodriguez, uh, who turned Mike Jackson into one of the toys from Toy Story, where he just kind of just, <laughs> just collapsed. Yeah. Whole body drop. And I can't take credit for that. That that was not me. That was from uh, Teb Talks MMA on Twitter. Um, but when I saw it, I was like, yep, that's exactly what happened. And he's coming. And he's, yeah, exactly. And he's coming to the room. Everybody drop. <laughs> that was what happened. He just was out. Uh, Port Mike Jackson here, who I mean, really strange was, career. He's had the most bizarre career. We cannot rule out that this will get overturned either, and he will also get this. Not this. This won't be a loss on his mark because he's he he had lost the fight to or no, he won the fight against CM Punk. Yes. And that got overruled because of marijuana use. So stupid. Which is stupid. But, uh, yeah. but it's it's weird. I feel like the UFC had to keep him around for a situation like this. Like, they offered Pete Rodriguez a, a late replacement as a 4-0 prospect to fight Madalena. Got smoked, they felt. Since he took it on short notice, we owe him one. Who can we actually put a 4-1 guy against? And they're like, oh, we still got Mike Jackson on, on the roster. Let's Let's pair them up. I wish nothing and, against Mike Jackson, but I I don't understand why he was on the UFC roster still. Like I, he must have signed some form of contract that specifically owed him a fight. That's the only thing that makes any sense because otherwise, why don't you just get any random person who had been on Contender Series, whether they won or lost, yeah. just get somebody you know. I don't really understand it. Now his MMA is one, two, and one. He is one, two, uh, one and two with a uh, no contest. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's the official. Gotcha. Yeah, um, but yeah, ninety three seconds on that one, and in at no point in those ninety three seconds did Mike Jackson look like he even belonged in there. It just it was kind of sad, and mm. and I hope 
that is the end of the Mike Jackson experiment. No, no offense to Mike Jackson. It just it doesn't seem like it's working. No. So I think it's time to move on. And we're going to move on from UFC Vegas 62. Boy, what a, what an amazing yeah. number. 62. <laughs> what a great number. The only thing at this point that's making me happy at all about this team. <laughs> Speaking of judging. Yes. We're going to get back to judging. <laughs> I can't believe we, we went through the whole season yeah. without making that connection on air. That's true. That was, that was yeah. a little disappointing. I mean, and- you should have wore your Couchside Judges t- uh, shirt to a Yankee game. I have. You have? Yeah, I have. Nice. Yeah. So we got like 10 new listeners, right? It's, I don't, just, just I don't, from, just I from don't, people who sat in your I section, I assume. I did not get any comments on that shirt. I got comments on my other shirt, which is Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, I imagine that would get yeah. a lot of comments. So. That's true. But ours probably deserves twice as much. Yes, of course it does. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're moving on. We're, we're done with talking about the Vegas. So we're going on to Abu Dhabi, where UFC 280 will take place next Saturday in the afternoon on Eastern Time. Yes. Which is nice. Battle in college football. <laughs> yeah, for your attention. I, I, I would not. I, no, I am I solely mean, focused. No, I will be. This is the card I've been looking to for quite some time. So it's going to, well, it will get your, your primary is, focus. It is the card of the year on paper. Okay. I hope it stays intact for the next seven days. One can only hope. Or six days, five days, whatever day. How, what day when you you're listen? listening to yeah, this, you, days. dear listener, are five days away. Yeah. As long as you listen to it the day released. Yeah. So I'm excited for this one. This is fantastic. So uh, I'll just really quick hit the title fights here, which is Charles Oliveira, who is not officially the champion, but is most definitely the champion and the number one fighter in the world at 155 pounds, going against Islam Makhachev for the 155-pound title. And then Aljamain Sterling defending his belt for the second time against TJ Dillashaw. Now, those are the title fights. But you're obviously looking forward to other fights on this card. So, like, just give me really quick, which of the fights on the whole card are you most looking forward to? One most, fight, one fight, one, one fight. Oh, uh, Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady. You do like your Sean Brady action, right? Mm-hmm. CFFC is your whole deal. That's going to be fantastic. You should just stop watching UFC like, and only I kinda, follow CFFC. I mean, I do watch it. No, no, no. I want you to stop doing UFC. You we're, know what we're going to end is, this show so you can just be a CFFC guy. The thing is, I, I CFFC was just where... The guys where we trained at fought. No, so I, I was there a lot. So like, a combat all these guys come before through. it kind of. I mean, it's still around, so, but before it kind of faded yeah. from its. I guess its former regional glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they had some weird rules. Like you get four round fights. Oh, in CFFC. Yeah, two yeah. round fights. It's very strange. The title no, are, with... no, just ring a comment. No, CFFC, CFFC has four round. Oh, they title did fights. do four round. Yeah. Fights? Okay. Is that's also strange. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. So that, that can't be a Jersey thing or a Pennsylvania thing. It just must be a yeah, weird thing they sure. do. Around. Not sure exactly. I, around here, we just like even numbers, I guess. It's, <laughs> uh, New Jersey, we love even numbers. <laughs> we're, we were the third state to, uh, to sign the Declaration of Independence, but three is now an, an even number. It must be something that the fighters agree to, because Shor- Shorty's never fought a four-round title fight. He's fought quite a few title fights for That's CFFC. That's true. So. Yeah, no, I mean, but like Jillian DeCourcy, when I was talking yeah. to her a few weeks ago, she had fought in a four-round title fight, and she she thought it was weird too. But that was just the way mm-hmm. they. What she explained is just that's just the way they do it. She only needed one in this last one. Yeah, but that was for a different organization. Yeah, um, yeah Bilal and Sean, I think it's going to be a uh, a grind them out, really, I'm, really gritty fight. I'm still surprised you would pick that over 
especially the title fight, uh, Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev. You told me the fights outside of those. No, I meant oh, all, like, of any of the oh, fights. Oh, of all together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I'm sorry if I misunderstood. I, uh, probably Aljo. Aljo and TJ. Oh, you are, okay. sure. I'm, b- right. I'm big on that, but I, the main event CFFC is... veteran there, by the way. Yes. <laughs> the main the main event is where it's at. Yeah, so. absolutely. That, that's my pick, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like I like all of these fights as well. Um, how much how much BS is it, by the way, that Charles Oliveira isn't recognized the champ? Like, I get it. I, I get Dana, it. Dana like, even said it. Weight. Yeah, I know. Dana even said it. This is mm-hmm. it's just that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, everyone makes weight this time. Oh my god, yeah. Please, I I asked Charles Oliveira, and and a lot of people I think have been asking him too. I think he's getting exacerbated by these questions. But was, I asked him like, "Are you changing your approach in any way?" He's like, "No." Like. <laughs> He, yeah. The way he considers it is he he says he, he maintains that he already made weight, so he doesn't need to change anything. Okay. But also, what if it happens again, guy? Maybe just maybe cut the extra quarter pound or something. Mm. You know? Just, I just don't understand the one pound allowance for non-title fights versus you have to be exactly on for a title. Well, fight. what I think is stupid is just the idea, like, yeah. and, and you agree with me yeah. here. I know you know where I'm going. The fact that once these guys weigh in, they might weigh five Seven pounds apart anyway. They're it doesn't not, matter. They're not fighting matter. at 155. Mm-hmm. It's just so stupid. I did um, ask Charles if he had any, like, if he had any thoughts on, like, do you think that, like, everything works the way it is? Or, like, maybe there could be changes if he had any ideas. And he he seemed to think that largely everything is fine. The man's walking tigers. Lions. He, or lions. lions. Yeah, he's, he's, the weight is no, no concern of his. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the lion because... I don't think that lion wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, but he, he's like, this is this is the champ though. If the champ wants to hang out with me, I guess I, guess. I won't eat him. <laughs> yeah, mostly because I was given that tranquilizer yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's kind. Of, yeah, that is sad. It is a little uh, sad. But anyway, I I know I know we tend to not make picks here. You can make you do what you I want. Am, I'm not making am, any picks, but you can I do it. I think Charles Oliveira wins this fight. I think he has a lot of determination coming into this one. A lot of reasons to to win. And uh, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, I honestly, I don't think Islam Mahachev has any reasons to win. So that's why I don't think he'll win. Okay. No. I'm yeah. Kidding. If if, if you I'm just say buzzing so. balls. I'm just buzzing balls. Um, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. It's a tough matchup. I I'm I'm genuinely curious how it's gonna. Lightweight's awesome, right? Lightweight's great, always great awesome. division. It's yeah. just everything's so cool. And another yeah, Benil Dariush and, and Matush Gamrat. And that and that Irish guy is not part of it right now, so which is really fun. <laughs> he's not part of anything. Whatever. I know. Just yeah, he's well, he's part of he's part of a movie. Is he? Yeah, he's gonna be in the uh, the Roadhouse remake. Well, that's disappointing. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, I oh. think he's gonna be a bad guy or something like that. Okay, right? well that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird that they're remaking that movie. It sure is. But they, <laughs> so. well, before they were gonna, you know, they were gonna remake it with uh, Ronda Rousey, and then that didn't happen because she lost and everything changed oh. with her career. Um and but now I believe it is Jake Gyllenhaal in the Patrick Swayze role. They've they've been waiting that long for to find another fighter to replace <laughs> Ronda Rousey, well, so they, they can make Roadhouse too. But Connor isn't replacing Ronda. He's re- he's just the bad guy, I think, or a uh, bad guy. Ronda losing really destroyed their plans. It took them what five years, they six just, years. They they were inconsolable get, after oh, the, after uh, Holly Holm. They're like, I don't oh. know what to do with myself. <laughs> So they had to do a lot of soul searching and be like, do we even need a remake to Roadhouse? And then everyone around them said, no, we don't. But they said, I'm not going to listen to you guys. Mm. I, I think we might need one. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to soldier on. Mm. Yeah. So what, what do you think about the co-main? Oh, I mean, it's 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 a really terrific matchup. I mean, unfortunately, 
TJ Dillashaw has been stained because yes. of his own actions. Mm-hmm. But and and Aljamain Sterling is at least publicly saying he is by no means convinced that TJ Dillashaw is clean right now. Oh, is he? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. He's he is not shy about oh, that. Okay. He, he says, "Oh yeah, he's definitely on it now." Uh, and he and he's entering with that mindset, saying, "Like, listen, I'm I'm accepting this fight, knowing that that may happen. It's not an excuse. Yeah. I'm just saying, okay. like, I, I know what I'm walking into. I believe what I'm walking into. Anyway, um, if he is indeed clean, and I'm sure he is tested um, much more stringently than others, but he also probably must know that if he does it again, I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely over." Like, <laughs> He can't even have a clean Jews restaurant anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, in, in all that context, if he can win this fight, though, what a redemptive arc. I guess. Yeah. It really is. Like, we we wouldn't have seen him for years. He's been injured. He's been suspended. You know, he's far removed from when he won the belt. He won the belt first time in, like, 2014. It's been a long oh, yeah. time. Yeah, Heenan Burrell. Right? Heenan Burrell, yeah. 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 Heenan, not Bobby Heenan. Yeah, it ain't he, the brain. Hen and brown, hen and banana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like eight years ago, man. Yeah, that's I, I, a long yeah. time in this sport. I guess so. I mean, he's still he's still pretty young. So, I mean, he's young in the sense that he's roughly our age. Yeah, I'm not young. My okay. children are young. I'm I'm oh, getting old. That's all right. I'm getting gray, sir. I got some gray, I got some gray well, strands. That happens. That's true. That's it's a good. Different, point. just a different color. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm definitely young now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, so, fellow kids. So I, anyway, I'm picking I'm picking Aljamain Sterling to win this fight too. Okay. I think he gets to the wrestling early, and I think he subs T.J. Dillashaw. Well, I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. I think we're gonna have some really top notch judges from mm-hmm. around the world. Probably sure. very likely will be a, a good influx of European judges. Hopefully, some uh, American judges as well. It's always great when they have like a mix. I like that. Yeah, that is it. When they all can get together. Yeah. Uh, also, another fight we have not pointed out yet. Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. Yeah. That's, uh, I kind of have a way I'm leaning in the way I want this fight to go. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, f- I feel it's, I feel it's, we milked Sean O'Malley and, you know, we can't do it anymore. Here's the top of the list. Yeah. Like, sorry, we strung you along for so long, but you have to dive into the deep end right now. How much chance do you give Sean O'Malley? Because you you seem to be writing him off. Uh, thirty percent, maybe more than thirty-five. I say thirty-five percent chance here. Okay. I mean, right. he does hit hard. He does have. He's pre- pretty precise striker. So I think he'll have a sizable reach advantage. He, he should. I mean, he should so, be a much larger man in there for in several ways. But I mean, we we'll see. I mean, Peter Yan's fantastic. So. I do like that Benil Dariush fight that you were mentioning against Matush mm-hmm. Gamrot. That's that's a big one too. Winner, that's definitely going to be uh, in the mix, as Dana likes to say for the title. It's in the mix. We talked about uh, Chukagian and Firo, and we talked about uh, Muhammad and Brady. Was there anything else you wanted to highlight? I mean, there's a lot of good fights underneath those, but those are like those are like the those are the fights. top six. Yeah, those are the are where we're at. I mean, the prelims are pretty good too. I think. Sure. Uh, we got. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir and Nikita Krylov probably be a pretty decent fight. Uh, I, I've uh, been I've been less interested in in <laughs> Volkan Ozdemir fights of late. Uh, Muhammad Makayev, yeah, Malcolm Gordon. That's right, uh, flyweight. That's flyweight. Yeah. Fight, yeah, yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Pretty good there. That's, I mean, I that's think, a deep cut. That's early in the prelims. Right? I think 10 a.m. and we're just getting into it. Let's 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 rock and oh, it's roll. It's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. for prelims. Yeah. Oh man, I'm still coaching soccer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are pl- my kids don't play until like ten fifteen. 
Hey. So I'm going to have to be like directing them while I'm looking at my phone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you like, no, you're pre- fine. If you want to watch the prelims. Knock them out. I'll don't, just, I'll okay, just let knock me, them out. And then, then let me kick paint a other. picture. When, when I played baseball, All right. we played fall. I played a default league baseball. Sure. So it's during you know professional football league, uh, season. We, our first base coach was a huge Jets fan. He'd be wearing. Sorry to hear that. He'd be wearing headphones, uh, listening to the game while coaching first base. A kid would strike out. The Jets would score a touchdown. He'd be going crazy cheering while he's listening to this. Meanwhile, this poor kid just struck out, and the coach is cheering. Don't be that guy. I will not be that guy. I'm going <laughs> to be. I, my kids will have the my full attention, and uh, and then I'll catch the fights later. Because yeah. fortunately, all the better fights, uh, not the better fights, but the ones I'm looking yeah. most forward to anyway are late it's like the whole main card plus the featured prelim those are the those are like the six best fights they actually did it in they structured it in a way that i think most fans would logically be like yeah those should be the last six yeah there's really no uh big lead-in fight to try to get people to buy this pay-per-view yeah there is a brady and, and oh that is actually a pre- yeah, i thought oh, i thought that's that was, what i'm saying oh, that's the featured prelim yeah i actually thought that was a main card never mind scratch that thought yeah you don't know what you're talking about all right yeah <laughs> that's weird Nonetheless, we are done with this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week to be talking about, well, all these rounds, right? Yeah, hopefully the Yankees uh, are playing in the ALCS by next week. I uh, most definitely do not want them playing in the ALCS next week. Oh, My life gets easier if they're out. Sorry, I hope it gets harder. I don't. Thanks for listening. See you later.